When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the DCAU Review, hosted by Cal and Liam, streaming on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and at DCAUReview.com. Now, here's today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 69 yeah. nice. of the DCAU Review. I am your host, Cal, along with me. That's right, the co-host, my good brother and friend. That's right, Liam. Liam, episode 69. <laughs> nice. Of the DCAU Review, we are tackling our final episode of the month of Batman Beyond. We, of course, as we announced last week, we will continue the Batman Beyond theme for our 70th episode as we will be doing Return of the Joker. But for this episode, we are tackling the Season 2 episode number 4, and that would be the episode entitled Lost Soul. Yeah, this is, uh, I think, an episode a lot of people remember, uh, if you if you watched at the time. it's Even though, like, as a whole, uh, we'll, we'll get into our, our big plot thoughts in a second here. As a whole, I don't think it's, like, a super impactful episode, but it's very memorable. But it's, a, it's, a fun, it's a fun episode, and I think that, um, I think that compared to the last couple episodes that we had, this is going to look like... Yes. War and Peace or something like a like an epic, <laughs> epic uh, we've we've not done very well as far as our overall scores or liking the last few episodes yeah. so uh, this was a was a refreshing breath of air for me as least but uh, let's let's start like we always do with our synopsis uh, in your best announcer voice please give us the IMD synopsis for this week's episode Lost Soul yes so this uh, synopsis for the episode Lost Soul which was written by Stan Berkowitz and directed by Butch Lugick. Uh, the synopsis reads as such. When a digitized consciousness of a deceased computer genius is revived, it starts causing havoc throughout the city before it decides to take over the systems of Terry's Batsuit next. Ah, there we go. So if you haven't seen this episode, it's sort of a man versus machine technology takeover type situation that's happening here. Yes. We, we start off with a uh, actually a cameo by one Summer Gleason. Yeah, that who, was cool. Who uh, who is in a flashback scene? We see her announcing the death of a local businessman, one Robert Vance. Not to be confused with Bob Vance of Vance Refrigeration. <laughs> uh, for those of you who are fans of The Office, but this is Robert Vance. Yes. Uh, Robert owns his own technology company, and we we see that uh, to set up the episode. So that Robert, as he's passing away from a debilitating disease, spent his final days uploading himself to a computer. <laughs> as you do. Like you do. I mean, it, it's a pretty modern sci-fi idea, I would say. How do you, when you're dying, everybody wants to live right. as long as possible. So I think the maybe in the last... T- 20 to 30, if you, thir- 20 or 30 years ago, it was, oh, we're going to do cryogenic freezing, yes. we're going to freeze ourselves and then reanimate ourselves right. later Famously, on. Famously, there's, there's the rumor for years that uh, Disney World has Walt Disney's head or perhaps entire body uh, somewhere on the premises is encased in some sort of cryogenic tube and he's 
waiting to be thawed out one day. And actually, f- factoid, an actual factoid was when former Red Sox and Hall of Famer Ted Williams, one of the f- most famous ball players in the 1940s era, the golden age of baseball, his family had a whole feud over whether or not he himself was going to be cryogenically frozen or <laughs> not. It was, it was in the news. Some of his kids wanted him frozen, some didn't. So, yes, this idea of wanting to live past the time that your organs and heart and brain maybe stop working in an effort to preserve your body in case there's some sort of technological advancement that allows you to live beyond your initial time here on earth is not a it's based in reality there's plenty of plenty of things and people that are are constantly searching to do this so with a futuristic tone that is batman beyond we have our our um our uh, lead character here. Did he get it? Oh, yeah, Robert Vance. Robert Vance uploads himself to a computer. Yes. And is uh, later reanimated by his grandson, to, uh, who I guess they don't really explain, but I guess he finds the file that was initially... Or yeah. They, reactivates him So they, the way they sort of portray it is they that uh, immediately after the man dies and they turn on this computer, they kind of turn it off right away because it doesn't really have any value to them he's just spouting off nonsensical like cliched sayings very michael scott-esque in this way yes Um, so much office references yes but uh and then yes years and years later in in present day or uh, the future technically but you know what i mean uh his grandson bobby uh turns the program back on bobby's dad uh robert's son has just died and uh, bobby feels very alone and he wants the program to do what it was allegedly designed for, which was to give him guidance on how to run this business now. Unfortunately, things <laughs> go awry quite quickly. Well, yeah, and, and yeah, and the, the program goes, no, put me online. That was the actual plan the whole time. It wasn't that he wanted to just be there to be a helping hand. His plan was to put his mind in a computer to wait until you know he could build himself a new body. And so his his grandson, who's sort of portrayed as this very wimpy, kind of uh, indecisive person, uh, uploads his his grandfather's consciousness into the internet, as you do. And since this is the future and everything is run on the internet, he just wreaks havoc all throughout Gotham City and presumably the world, because it's not, like, unless Gotham City created its own internet. Yeah, it's not not spoken about, but he does, yeah, you would imagine that it affected beyond the the simple day-to-day of Gotham that he was disrupting, yeah, more than yeah. that. Yeah, then from there, he, uh, through some sort of complicated move, he uses a laser to shoot himself into the bat suit. I'm going to um, go with nanite. <laughs> well, that, that's usually a safe bet. That's, you, nanotechnology. It was very similar to how Brainiac got inside, spoiler alert, Lex Luthor. Yes, correct. And, uh... Also, uh, you know, just whenever you need some sort of sciencey tech yep. reason for something to happen that's basically magic, yep. you say nanites. It's nanites. Nanite technology, yes. So he takes over the Batsuit, and then it's up to Terry. Terry the human, and we get this underlying story of is Batman the man or is Batman the suit? And especially in this version and this iteration of Batman, you certainly understand and that's maybe hasn't been played up as well as they could have before this point but yeah he's i mean you think about it he's 17 years old and certainly we talked about it in the pilot he is an athletic gentleman and of course if we've talked about the 
what eventually is revealed, we know why his genetics are. He's genetically predispositioned to be athletic and yes. and who he ultimately becomes. However, there's still the debate. He's wearing this suit that clearly allows him to fly, gives him enhanced strength, gives him the ability to turn invisible. Right. So it comes down to, is Batman simply just the suit? Could anybody put on this suit and be Batman? Or does it go deeper than that? And it turns into a nice little story, in my opinion. Yeah, there's a, there's a great little bit as, as Terry sort of goes off to... Uh to confront this guy is the, the end. The end goal here, after he takes over the bat suit, is he's going to forcibly uh, put his own consciousness, his artificial intelligence, into his grandson's body. That's his end goal here, which and is creepy as hell. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty crazy. And again, not unlike, I guess, what Bra- Brainiac did to Lex Luthor some thirty sure. some years earlier. But except this is your. This is a man who was this person's grandfather trying right. to kill his grandson. Right. Um, and he's very he's very uh, dismissive of it too. He's just like, yeah, you'll just you'll it'll it'll be fine. You'll 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 go to wherever deleted programs go. You'll cease to exist, said. and I'll go on. It's okay, right? You'll be fine. <laughs> it's very uh, very very crazy thing here, but yeah, I really loved the scene, and and we'll certainly get into that more in uh, in voice acting. But between Terry and Bruce, when when Terry uh, or when Bruce is really trying to discourage him from going because he. He doesn't. I guess maybe even Bruce isn't quite sure. Well, Bruce, yeah, it's that subtle. It's that subtle doubt that Bruce has at that point. Some of it could be the protective father figure that Bruce is in this series, but some of it is also because he's like Terry. Listen, when I was Batman, he points out the bullet holes and the stab yes. wounds, and this was a suit that was all destroyed that didn't have the technological advances right. that the current Bat suit does. Right. Think of all the times Batman got his got his ass kicked when he even as capable and smart and tough as as bruce wayne was in his prime he still you know he still got his butt kicked quite a bit in the series and all the adventures we saw and all the ones we didn't see so the idea that he's gonna allow this kid who has mostly to this point in the series relied on the suit itself to now go out and fight that suit that can punch holes (laughs) through concrete and and do all this crazy stuff, turn invisible and all this. He's he's worried, and he he doesn't come out and say you can't do it, but that's sort of the implication. And and Terry uh, decides to go anyway. He he takes uh, the old uh, new Batman Adventures utility belt and the Nightwing mask, which was a cool. Yeah, I, I remember when we watched this episode originally. I was like, this is so cool. Yes, definitely. Like, back in the day, it was so cool. It's still so cool now. Absolutely. And uh, from there, yeah, Terry uh, ends up finding a way through, uh, I guess, the magnet on the uh, MRI machine or whatever that mm-hmm. the, the guy's using to, uh, seems to give power back to the regular suit. And so Terry eventually is able I to... I think it, dis- yeah, it must disrupt the technology in some way. It's, it's hardwired in some way or another. Yes. So it dis- disrupts the technology in some way. Yes, but uh, so Terry ends up obviously uh, triumphing in Man Triumphs Over Machine and... It's a really nice little bit at the end too, as 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 Bruce tells Bruce tells Terry. You know, Terry talks about uh, thinking it'll be nice to have a couple nights off now that you know Bruce has to repair the suit, and and Bruce now very confident. And Terry tells him, "Well, it's just the suit that's damaged. It's not Batman." So tremendous line. Yeah, it's great, and we'll again we'll get into more of this in in visuals and voice acting certainly. But I really really enjoyed this episode. I thought, obviously, this month, which has not been a great month for us, uh, score-wise, one of the best ones we reviewed. I I would put this against some of the better episodes from Season 1, as far as plot goes. I gave it an 8 out of 10. (laughs) Ha-ha! 
Yes. <laughs> I gr- agree with you so much that I gave it the exact same score. Eight out of nice. ten. Yeah, it is a uh, it is a good episode. It's nice to have a breather and see a episode that is well rounded. You have a great. I, I think it's not an accident that a lot of the great episodes deal with the relationship between Bruce and Terry. Yeah, that's an important that's an important dynamic to this show. It's the old guard passing on to the new guard. It's the old guard who wants to protect, yet he's still giving freedom to this teenager to do his own thing, but also doesn't always approve of everything that he does. But at the same time, he's this father figure. It's it's a great dynamic, unpacking the layers of that. And anytime that they give that depth, anytime that you're able to explore that a little bit further, and you, you like you, they gave Terry... They build a Terry McGinnis at, is Batman. Like, that's yes. the whole thing. Like, they want you, and you're supposed to see Terry as Batman. Bruce was Batman. Terry is Batman now. Correct. And that's the whole thing. B- Bruce Wayne was Batman. That's the whole... That was what the Batman, the animated series, the, the Batman character as a whole is. Bruce Wayne is Batman. Batman is Bruce Wayne. Like, right. that's how you're supposed to see it. So, it, it's not just this is Terry putting on a suit. It's a little bit of maybe commentary to the people that are naysayers that are like, I don't like this. This right. somebody else is Batman. I don't know how I can agree with that. It's like Batman isn't the suit. It's the, it's the things that make up the character. It's the heart of the character right. itself, which I think is, it's cool. And it's, it's, it's a fascinating and, and more cerebral f- thought process than just, okay, Batman's going to fight the villain of the week, and this is how he defeats them. So there's some layers to it. So I, I really appreciated that. I think that's why this episode, Agreed. beyond just being better than the episodes we've recently reviewed, there's there's depth to it. Yeah, and it's it solidifies, as you said, it, it, it makes it clear that it, Terry isn't, you know, he isn't just Batman because Bruce is too old to put the suit on. Right. He is. He's really coming to his own by this point in the series, and he really is deserving of that mantle of, of that name. The Batman DNA, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag keep epilogue a secret. Yeah, that's right. All right, Liam, let's move on to our second category of the day. We'll talk about visuals and animations. And uh, there's some fun stuff that happens in this because we have a disembodied <laughs> Batman suit walking around on its own, uh, sometimes taking its mask off, which its head is just yes. walking around. Sometimes the circuits don't have I, I don't I don't even know how to describe it. It's fun because they get to play outside the normal sandbox of yes. this is a computer program that's operating a suit and they get to do a lot of fun things to help destroy that suit, some things that you wouldn't normally do right. as far as impaling people. Right. It's kind of like when Brainiac would be in Superman and his body would always get just ripped apart and arms would get torn off and it's a robot. You can do whatever the heck you want to. Exactly. Impale it, tear its head off, tear its arms off, right. run it through an MRI machine, yeah. whatever you whatever you got, jam things into the back of its neck, <laughs> whatever you got to do. Yeah, it, it, it's it's pretty fun, pretty fun stuff. But beyond that, we already mentioned the visual, of course, with Terry, with the Nightwing mask and the Batman utility belt. Are, were you disappointed? I, I mean, now looking back at it, are you disappointed they didn't give him a full costume and he just wore the mask? Or do you like the fact that it's... Terry's normal clothes with a Nightwing mask and a utility belt. I think I kind of like it better as it is because it plays more into the story of kind of how outgunned he is from a technology standpoint. And it's really got to just be Terry using his brain and his wits to out, you know, to outsmart this, you know, foe who physically is his superior in pretty much every single way. Um, 
I actually kind of, I really liked it. It's like a really bare bones uh, look to it. What about you? Yeah, I, I I would agree. I think for the purpose and the the underlying tale that they're telling of Terry is Batman. The suit isn't Batman. Yeah, that 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 makes a lot of sense. It's it's just him in a mask and a utility belt. It doesn't have anything to do with the suit itself. Terry could be Terry wearing whatever, and it's he's right. still Batman. Like that's that's I thought that that yeah that plays out fine. I mean, part of me. Of course, would love to have seen him wearing a bat, the old school Batman sure. suit, sure. But for the purposes of what the story they were telling, I, I think it works really well. Uh, you, you have some additional visuals, of course, with the computer program. Uh, Vance Vance's face gets a lot of FaceTime. Yes, like the pr- p- computer program face gets some FaceTime. Uh, no pun intended with the technology <laughs> the technology stuff here. Actually, pun very much intended. Absolutely, um, but. Yeah, his design is simple. It sort of looks like the Misfits logo, as, I, as I pointed out. But, you know, it's fine. I, I think for the purposes, giving it that soulless, and as we'll talk about, the performance that uh, is given in the vocal performances, but pairing those things together, giving him that soulless computer-like, but yet still diabolical in a way, yeah. works really well. What What about you? Anything else uh, visually stick out to you? Yeah, the only thing, and we I think we mentioned this maybe back in like the Spellbinder episode, but it's always kind of cool to me when we talk about when the when the suit starts to get destroyed and we get to see the circuitry underneath of it, uh, just because it's such an interesting visual. Because you know, generally we see all the circuitry is red. Same thing like when he you know when he plugs into the Batmobile and you see the circuitry go up his arm, and we know it's all black and red. So when Vance takes control, though, it turns all black and green, and that's mm-hmm. sort of, the mask has been damaged, so you see, like, for basically the whole fight, you just, you still see the white eyes, but then you see the the green circuitry underneath. It's a, it's a really cool visual. Some of the things they did in that last fight, like, first Terry tries to kick the suit, and it kind of is hard as stone, and then later he tries to hit it with, like, a, a metal rod, and then it's kind of like a paper or something, or, or like fabric, I guess. Yeah. And it, it kind of shakes and, ru- like, bounds out like uh, like it has stretch powers or something. So Yeah, that was cool. I, I thought they did some really, really uh, creative stuff with that. And, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed uh, really enjoyed a lot of the stuff. The, the, they did a couple shots that were, like, POV shots from in the suit. Yep. After, his, after the eyes are damaged, where he's, like, looking through, like, heat signature, infrared ultraviolet like these different uh, things to try and find uh, like a, a video channel that's working and as soon as he finds one then terry hits him in the face again i thought they did some really creative stuff in that final fight as well they even did that in the scene where terry's suit is actually shot by the laser where he breaks into the lab and yeah you see the heat signature that the cameras use in that up yes in that uh, in that scene, also, I thought was was neat because it's heat signature animation, and which is already sort of hard to animate because there's so many multiple colors. Yeah, I thought they did a cool job with doing that as well. Yeah, I, I think that that visually that they did a did a, a they had a lot of fun with this as we talked about, and I, the, the green of like you know this is Matrix era of, oh, yeah. of computer stuff, so the very. I, possible nod to the matrix there with the green coloration taking over the the costume yeah i, I agree they they did fun that's why I, I they did fine with this episode i i think they it was it was good good visually i, I gave it a very strong eight out of ten you yeah i went a little bit stronger went nine out of ten nice. i think it's a really really good episode for all the reasons we've mentioned i really like uh the vance disembodied face just really gets over the idea of this detached computer program whose just sole goal is to uh, 
to you know make himself a new body. Um, I think it, it works really well for uh, for what they were going for. So, yeah, really, really impressive job by uh, by everybody involved. I would agree completely. All right, Liam, let's move on to music. Music in this episode, there were some low light or some some areas I would say where I was like, I'm not so sure about this. I heard a little acoustic guitar, which apparently is when there's a uh, in that opening scene with Terry and Dana where. It, we mentioned this. Even when Terry's trying to be a good boyfriend, <laughs> the dude just can't get out of his own way, man. Yeah. He, well, my favorite part is like, yeah, it's like this sweet little moment where they're finishing up a date, they're taking an elevator, and that's when Vance first attacks and everything goes haywire. So Terry uh, stops the elevator from free falling, and then he's like, I gotta go get to Mr. Wayne. It's like, <laughs> your girlfriend just almost died. And your first instinct is to tell her, I gotta go. Not even, like, I gotta go check on my mom or something. Like, that would have been a much better excuse. Yeah. Like, my mom and my little brother who, you know, might be in trouble or something. But it's like, no, I have to go get to Mr. Wayne. It's like, your girlfriend almost just died, dude. And she's like, she's like, I'm gonna take the stairs. And he's like, all right, have fun walking through the city that we just, that I just mentioned <laughs> looked pretty but had, was filled with psychopaths. Enjoy, right. and enjoy now your walk home. lights are out, and as we see later, there's looting going on. Yeah, enjoy your walk home. Bye. Gotta go to Mr. Wayne. <laughs> Hashtag Dana deserves better. Yeah, as we have, absolutely. We've uh, said repeatedly on this. With show. that said, that scene is punctuated by some music that wasn't as bad as the normal acoustic guitar music <laughs> that they use. I think there's some great, great, great guitar notes later on, though. The scene Terry versus the the suit is great. The scene yeah. where Terry has to walk out into the water, or the suit is walking, Vance is walking the suit out into the water to kill Terry so that he can then take over the suit without right. any sort of resistance. Bruce has to shut down the suit, and there's this like back and forth, or what is he going to do? And then there's this sort of tease that he he may put on maybe the mech suit again, or you're not sure what he's yeah. going to do. He just gets in the Batmobile and ends up going to pick Terry up. But it's there's there's some good musical notes in there. I thought music was was really strong in this episode, especially compared to the last couple episodes that we've <laughs> been in. Uh, I gave music eight out of ten. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm writing that same ballpark. I gave it seven out of ten. I think it's. Really good for most of the reasons you mentioned. I really also liked the music in the uh, in the scene with with Terry and Bruce that we're talking about, where where Bruce is kind of trying to talk him out of yeah, going to too. confront Vance. It's, it's again very understated and soft, and um, but it really adds to that atmosphere of Bruce, who is probably he can't just say I don't want you to go because I'm scared you won't come back because he's because he's Bruce Wayne and he's emotionally right. broken, right? But he's so, so trying to get that through, that, and we'll get to that in voice acting in a second here, but I thought the music did an excellent job of, of really setting the mood for that, and, and for all the other reasons you mentioned, yeah, it was, it was really, really well done. Yeah. All right, William, uh, so let's move on to our last category, which is going to be voice acting. We already mentioned there are a couple guest stars this week. Of course, we have Robert Vance has a special guest voice, not Bob Vance from Vance Refrigeration. <laughs> Nor Bobby Vance, the other the, Nor uh, Bobby grandson. Vance, absolutely. Uh, so tell us about our voice actors from this week. Yeah, we have uh, Stacey Keach as, as Robert Vance, who... Uh, you would you would know him if you've seen him. I believe he's come up one other time in one of our other uh, reviews mm-hmm. over the uh, the last uh, sixty eight episode. Available at dcaureview.com in the archives. Nice, but uh, yeah, he's a he's a, he's a good actor. He's a, he played the dad on a sitcom I really liked called Titus that was on in the mid two thousands. I don't know if people remember that or not. Nope, nobody remembers it. <laughs> just you. <laughs> 
But it ran for like three seasons on Fox in like 2002. So only you remember it. <laughs> I'm just saying it. Anyway, I'm just saying you're the only person on earth who remembers it. I don't. Starring Christopher true. Titus, yes, the, the comedian. I'm sure. Correct. Okay, just making sure. I do remember it. Too. Yes, but it's it's better. If it's you... a pretty deep cut. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Uh... <laughs> I would just like to convince you that you're the only person that remembers it. <laughs> like yeah. it might not be real. Right, like I might... may have just imagined the yep, whole thing. Exactly. The Mandela effect happened, but only you were affected. Anyway, but uh, yeah, he was on that show. He was the, I believe you, you said the the warden on Prison Break. Yep, um, and tons of other uh, acting and, and voice acting gigs over the year. Oh, he was uh, he was the voice of the Phantasm slash yes. Carl Beaumont. There you go. Um, man, that just came to me. But yeah, that's that's cool. yeah. He and he was great there. So and he, I think he's good here in what they ask of him, and they put some sort of effect on his voice as well. Whereas. Uh, to guess, make it sound... It's like it's every, everything he says is very echoey and, and very uh, solemn and As somber. if he was coming from the depths of a computer. Yes. Uh, the, yeah, coming back to life after uh, being turned off for so many years. But, yeah, I think he does a, a, a solid job there as uh, as Robert Vance. Yes. Uh, we have uh, Ryder Strong, what a name, as Bobby, uh, who is only really worth noting because he, uh, in addition to the main star of this whole series, Will Friedle, was also on uh, Boy Meets World for, for, I think, its entire run. So, okay. So uh, a, a Boy Meets World reunion in this random episode of Batman Beyond. Yeah, he probably called him up and was like, hey, I'm looking for some work. Can you do anything? <laughs> you got, got anything for me, Will? He's like, well, I'm going to show Batman Beyond. Yeah. Very well could be. He has a... He has a real calm, raspy voice, and uh, <laughs> which uh, some might say is his signature. And, and rounding out the order, yes, and rounding out, of course, we have uh, we have Lauren Thomas Dana, as we mentioned. We got a little CB here, only doing one voice in this episode, I think, which is Corey like Burton heresy. Yeah. Yes, yeah, little yeah. CB Corey Burton. Uh, also, uh, Townsend Coleman does some some. Uh, he plays one of the looters as well as uh, one of the cops, one of the. The, the modern version of the, the dumb SWAT team from the old Batman animated series. Uh, but uh, played by Townsend Coleman, who, uh, of course, voiced the Tick in the Tick animated series on Fox Kids in the of 90s. Course. Had to throw that out there. But uh, I think it's a, it's a pretty solid voice. The, the strongest performances, I think, are clearly Kevin Conroy and Will Friedle. You mentioned it in plot, how, how it seems like a lot of the best episodes are... When those two are at the forefront, I'm sure that's not an accident because yeah. uh, you know they're the two main stars of the cast, and they're they're doing a lot of the heavy lifting here, though. And uh, I thought they were both great in this episode. Yeah, I concur. I think that they're they are the noteworthy. Uh, Stacy Stacy Keach does a does a fine job, as we said, as the soulless computer program of uh, Robert Vance. But uh, you know you're. Your meat and potatoes here come from the interactions between Terry and Bruce, especially that scene midpoint in the in the episode or headed into the third act of the of the episode that's so pivotal of of Terry is it the suit or is it Terry and then having that verbal confirmation at the end where Bruce gives him as much as Bruce possibly can gives him the the nod of you done good kid like, yes it, you know you did you did you you are Batman yes you, so that was that's done very very well and uh so i i gave voice acting a eight out of ten very very strong for this episode yeah and based on the strength of the two leads performances i went ahead and gave voice acting a 10 out of 10 
Perfect score. First time we've had one of those in a while. Yeah, probably all month, right? At least. Uh, quite a while, yep. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I just, I just thought they did such a great job in this episode. Um, uh, it really does just show, the again, the advantages that these series had of the main actors uh, recording their dialogue together. Mm-hmm. Because you can tell that, uh, you know, that Kevin and Will are speaking to each other when they're recording, and that really does make a difference. And, uh, you know, it's it's tough. That doesn't happen. Very, that didn't happen before these shows very often. And my impression is that it doesn't happen a lot uh, these days in animation either. So yep. the, the rarity of having these actors being able to perform with each other and uh, record lines together is really... Uh, it's really can't be understated. And I think that came through in their performance in this episode especially. Good point. Good point. All right, Liam, that will bring us to our final scores for the day. Totaling everything up, I have a final total score of 32 out of 40. Very strong. Yeah, and I'm uh, even a little bit stronger than that at 34 out of 40. So, yeah, as far as rewatchability goes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. watch this episode. Um, it's great. It's If this had been the season premiere, I think Batman Beyond Season 2 would have gotten off to a much better spot better start and maybe we would have felt a little better about the I, I just feel like it's it makes the whole series feel better knowing that this episode is in there like this whole season feels more important and more enjoyable knowing that this episode is here it's it's really great yeah I, ironically we only have eight more episodes for this season I believe yeah uh, because it's, it is the shorter shorter 13 episode season so it's hard when you've we've already done prior four episodes and touch of curare was well yeah touch of curare was in the last season so it wasn't in this season right so i'm thinking back on that but then you had sort of a dud that ended season one and then we started with splicers which wasn't awful but wasn't wasn't great by any stretch of the the word you know and then you move on to a couple of duds last week, and it's it's just like oof, this is you know we're we're headed to we're headed for some rough rough waters here. <laughs> but yes, yeah, it was nice to see you know for the fourth episode of the season swoop in here, and it's like okay, all right, we're back back to it, and we have some sort of sense of normalcy that this isn't going to be a complete dud of a season. Absolutely. All right, William. Well, that will wrap us up for this week's episode. Thank you, everyone, again for tuning in. Don't forget, next week we are staying in the world of Batman Beyond for the very first week of September. We will be reviewing the movie Batman Return of the Joker, which is a classic. If you haven't seen Absolutely. it, make sure you watch it this week so you can listen to our review. Check Even if you have seen it, check it out again. It's on the DC Universe streaming service. I'm sure there's other places that you can find it out there if you don't own it. Yeah, I think the Blu-ray is pretty cheap, too. Yeah, it's 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 you could probably get a two-pack or three-pack with that and Batman Mask of the Phantasm. I've seen that yeah. and, and uh, pick up a couple of the Batman movies. So, definitely highly recommend it very much forward looking looking forward to that and then after that of course as we mentioned last week we are going to be kicking off our uh, series looking at static shock which we are super excited about absolutely so that's how we'll end the month of of, uh, september uh but uh, that will do it for this week's episode i'm cal and i'm liam and we will talk to you on the next episode of the dc bye bye